Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Three individuals are gone because someone in a pure act of evil killed them. The town is still paying close attention, and they should. We grieve for what is taking place. We send only our best, but nothing can compare to the pain that the loved ones are feeling. These are three individuals all young. Think about the thousands of moments of joy they will never have in their life because of an act of eagle, evil excuse me, in a domestic incident and with reports that the suspect may have eventually taken his life. We're going to talk about this off and on throughout the show. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, Newstalk 830, WCCO. Right away, we're going to bring a guest in and a great guest. My friend Blair Anderson is here. Blair, officer for decades, almost a decade as the St. Cloud Police Chief. Retired a couple years ago. He has been a great guest of the show for a long, long time, and like all of our guests, Blair is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Blair, a pleasure. We certainly have chatted under better circumstances. I'm sorry that we are chatting under the circumstances we deal with today. This is no longer your profession, but is a part of you. It always will be a part of you. And I want to ask you directly today this, a question I've asked you before. When we see this, when we see two individuals in law enforcement and another individual who's a paramedic who went to this scene knowing there was uncertainty, when people are listening right now and they are considering a profession in law enforcement or a loved one is considering a profession in law enforcement and they see this, and they know the data of a rising number of individuals in law enforcement who shot or killed. Should someone pursue this occupation? It, are, are, the reward is amazing. We need these folks. But is the risk worth it? Unequivocally, yes. Uh, because for us, Chad, and, and thank you for, for having me on. It's, it's an awful day, and let me send out my thoughts and prayers to the families. Uh, I've been to far too many uh, officer down funerals, but, you know, my, my answer is yes, 
Chad, because we need good people to do this. And, you know, we don't get drafted. And so if it is your calling, which it is for most of us, right, it's not an occupation. Uh, It sounds corny, but this is our calling. uh, And we want to serve and protect people. And we go into this willingly knowing that perhaps we may not come home. Uh, and, And so my answer, Chad, is unequivocally yes, because now more than ever, we need good folks to step into the breach and um, hold the line. I am eternally grateful that we have the quality of officers we do. I cannot imagine our lives, no matter where we are, without them. I, I, just, I just look at this scenario, and, and, and I think it was a calling for these individuals, and they were willing to do this, I we know for a variety of reasons. The number of police officers almost everywhere across this country, Blair, where the numbers are low. <clears throat> and when you have something like this, I can only imagine what it's going to do to the recruitment of more officers. And I want them. I respect them. I understand we're going to have some who are at their best and some who are not up to that, up to the job. That's, that's just a fact like in every job. But do you think when we've witnessed these numbers diminishing and when city after city is trying to incentivize that stories like this are just going to make it tougher and tougher? 100%, Chad. It, it, but believe me, every time something like this happens um, – you know, we, we cringe be, because of how evil it is, and I'm glad that you described it that way because that's what it is. It's pure evil. But we also cringe because we know that it is going to make things exponentially more difficult to recruit good folks to come into this profession. And and I understand that, right? As a human being, I get it. But, boy, as a former administrator, you know, we, we need you. We, we need you to step into the breach. As I said before, I can't overstate it, but yeah, for sure, it's going to uh, hinder our efforts to recruit more people uh, to come into this. Not only things like this, which has always been a part of the, the profession, uh, but, but given the things that have happened in the last few years, uh, it just com- compounds the issue. Um, and makes it more difficult to recruit people. 100%. You're, you're absolutely right about that. Former St. Cloud Police Chief Blair Anderson is our guest. Is 13 past 12 on CCO. Um, as, as a decade as the chief and as years and years before that in law enforcement, you faced an endless amount of scenarios. But I'm wondering of the scenarios which officers face on, I don't want to say regular basis, but it's a part of the job. What is the concern level when you arrive and you've been alerted that you're needed at a domestic matter where someone at the location is calling for help or someone nearby has spotted it and then officers are alerted and they arrive on a scene? Chad, it's no secret, and 
that is the most fatal and most difficult call for any police officer to respond to. And statistics will bear that out. You don't have to believe me, but just look at it. Domestic calls are where we falter. Mm, wrong word. Domestic calls is where we wind up getting killed more than any other call. Uh, but guess what, Chad? You call, we come. And we know that going into it. But 100 uh, percent, again, um, it, it's one of the more difficult calls that we have to answer. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I'd rather search uh, a deserted warehouse for an armed gunman than, than go to a domestic call be, because the, the odds that something is going to go sideways escalate, um, you know, more. Is it more just than, the uncertainty, Blair, that, you, that yeah. you don't know what could take place? Absolutely. And it's it's trying to sort things out, Chad. You don't know who the victim is. And and, and, and you, you, by the time you figure that out, and again, history will bear, bear this out for me, uh, things have gone sideways. And you find yourself in a situation where, you know, it's, it's kill or be killed, for lack of a better way of saying it. And I don't mean to be crass by saying that. But again, there's a reason why this is the most difficult call for us to answer. Blair, hang on. We're going to take a short pause, continue this dialogue. We're chatting with former St. Cloud Police Chief Blair Anderson on the horrendous, horrifying tragedy with three lives gone, reporting to a domestic abuse matter in Burnsville starting middle of the night, and two officers and a paramedic are now dead because of the pure evil offered up towards them. The texts are coming in. If you'd like to continue, we're going to keep Blair for one more long segment. Then we'll take phone calls and texts on this matter. We're also efforting other guests. This will be a part of the conversation off and on throughout the day. Chad Hartman here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Two officers dead in Burnsville, a paramedic dead, another officer shot. 
We are reacting to it like so many people across the state and across the country are reacting to what has taken place. We have a fantastic guest, a friend of mine who's joined us a lot, a number of times over the years, Blair Anderson, retired uh, St. Cloud police chief, led that organization in an exemplary fashion for over a decade. Blair has joined us many times under difficult circumstances like this. Blair, uh, we both believe that if you go through the legal process, you should be allowed to have a gun to protect yourself, to hunt, to collect. There is there is a way that should be done and legal uh, protocols and the laws should be followed. We also know we have an issue where the wrong individuals have guns available to them. And we'll learn more details, but this clearly appears to be another example when you look at the amount of gun availability for the wrong individuals right now, that's very different from those who go for the proper legal channels and should be allowed to have a gun. What do you say about that part of our society right now? Well, Chad, what, what I say is this. Um, the, the vast majority of people who want to exercise their Second Amendment rights and and possess a gun and own a gun uh, are, are more than trustworthy. History will bear that out. Um, I, I will also add this. Um, I will be shocked if in the coming days when this individual is identified and they haven't identified the shooter yet, the murderer, let's just call it what it is. Yep. Uh, exactly. If this person doesn't have uh, a long and sordid criminal history and probably had no business having a gun, um, I, I will put the qualifier on there that that may not be the case, but I would be shocked if it's not. And uh, again, Chad, I, I don't begrudge anybody who wants to exercise their Second Amendment rights. I am not a gun nut, for lack of a better phrase, but yeah, we, we've got to do something different about this. And, Chad, I will tell you this. Um, I, I I was disillusioned and lost my faith that we would get anything done in the way of, of gun control, again, for lack of a better way, after Sandy Hook. If we are not willing to do something when innocent babies are murdered, I, I, I just don't know when we're going to get there. Uh, what What is going to move that needle? Uh, and here we are again. Uh, I don't know what kind of weapon was used. And, and again, those details will come out in the coming days. But I, I will be shocked uh, if this person didn't have a sordid history and probably should have been in prison. Uh, and and I, I know I'm, I'm casting aspersions because we don't know the details. And so that's the reason for the qualifier. But I, I would be shocked uh, if we didn't learn that this person had a long and sordid criminal history and had no business possessing a gun. Well, I, I've talked to, to you about this a lot. We had Todd Extel on just last week after the tragedy at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. And it, in some ways, Blair, it's a complicated issue. In other ways, it is not. And anyone who is arrested, anyone who's a part of our legal system, they deserve Every bit of due process that you deserve, that I deserve. But part of the problem is, Blair, and not all of it, and I, you know, I'm seeing different reports on names, and I'm going to wait a little bit further before 
We react to that. And t- truthfully, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the murder, but when we get to why this keeps happening, I think there are a lot of people wonder about our justice system right now and understand people should be given 100% the right to defend themselves. And it shouldn't be altered on how much money you have or your gender or your race. But there's a lot of individuals, Blair, who just keep going through the same system over and over and over again. And a lot of citizens from afar are saying, wait, if some of these same people are going through the process and they're only in there briefly or the punishment is tepid, what's going on with our system? And and, and here's the thing, Chad. I, I might have an answer for that. <laughs> I might. Um, we had a gun summit uh, here in, in uh, the Twin Cities many, many years ago. Uh, officials yep. came from all over, right? Remember, they came from the, from, from the DEA, from the ATF. Uh, federal agencies, local law enforcement agencies. And it was at that time that I learned about something that was called the T-Hard Amendment. And I don't know if it still exists, but back then, uh, the T-Hard Amendment was a rider on an appropriations bill. And all your listeners and you can look it up to see if it still exists. But it was a serious inhibitor with respect to what information federal law enforcement could share with local law enforcement about folks who were possessing guns. Uh, and, and those are the kinds of things that I think we need to be more in tune with because there's no business, none whatsoever for something like that to be attached to an appropriations bill to inhibit law enforcement, whether federal state or local, from sharing information about who owns guns and where. Uh, and, and I know that the detractors will say, well, um, you, you know, you're, you're trying to inhibit the, the NRA and, and any other gun advocates. No, we're not. This is information that is critical for us so that we can be more proactive than reactive. So how it, big of an issue like that. was that Blair? When, when you think about that and how helpful that would have been to you, whether it was in St. Cloud or your other stops and talking to fellow chiefs and fellow officers about that shared level of information? Well, Chad, it's invaluable, right? Uh, Because information is power and and intelligence is based on information. And if we have the ability to ferret out who should or should not possess a gun in, in any particular jurisdiction, then it gives us the opportunity to be more proactive um, and, and not have to wait until something like this happens. Now, we can't be everywhere all the time. I get that. But, boy, we, we could sure uh, make a hell of a dent uh, in, in folks uh, or, or in, in folks who shouldn't have guns that do if we're allowed to share that kind of information. Blair Anderson. Former St. Cloud police chief is kind enough to join us reacting this day when two officers were killed, paramedic killed, another officer shot. When when you face this responsibility, Blair, as a chief, as an administrator, as a boss, to other officers, to, to the family members, to the friends of these people, it's extraordinarily difficult. There's there's there's. There's no true book to read about it. You know, um, every circumstance is different, but, but 
when you face a day like this, can you just take us through what that's like? Chad, those folks are inconsolable. And and so the best thing that, that we can do as administrators, as a community, as a police department, is just be there for them. And not just now, but five years, 10 years from now, uh, if they have small children, um, we need to continue to support them. And, and that's what we do. And I, I'm, I'd be lying if I told you that it, it was, wasn't difficult because it is, and it does not get easier. It gets a little bit better. Time heals all wounds, but, but those folks are inconsolable right now. And so the only thing we can do is just be there for them. Chen, I'll, I'll tell you an interesting story uh, because I had a partner who was killed in the line of duty uh, and one of my partner's uh, father who was a police officer was killed in the line of duty. And it's very interesting when you get that notification, one of the most common themes, uh, and this was years ago and may have changed was the, the, the folks who got that notification would change their front door. Reason being, it was the worst news that they had ever had to accept in their lives, and it came to their front door. Uh, and, and so the psychology of that makes sense to me. But, Chad, the long answer to your question is we just need to be there for them. Uh, we, we can't fix it. We can't bring them back. And I am thoroughly pissed off today. And this is happening all over the country, but when it hits in, in your backyard, uh, it resonates a little bit more. Um, and, and that doesn't take away from anybody else who's lost a loved one in the line of duty anywhere else in the country. But it's, uh, Chad, I'm, I'm unspeakably injured today. Uh, it, it, it makes no sense. I want to finish with this because over the years we've had this conversation on air and off air and after the murder of George Floyd and Derek Chauvin and the other officers, there, there were reasonable debates. There were rational, rational debates on police officers and there was extremism There was nonsense. There were policy ideas. There were generalizing. That didn't make a lot of sense. And I I know listening to Adam Shirley in the day, there were a lot of texts, and even a few coming in now, well, guess what? Officers have been vilified so long. Look look what's happened the last couple years. I want you to address that because we've talked about Derek Chauvin before and your criticism of Derek Chauvin before but also trying to distinguish in a very clear, concise way from criticism of Derek Chauvin, which can be just as opposed to rewarding what the other quality officers do. And also, if there are other officers who aren't up for the job, a process of getting rid of them. It's, 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 it's a lengthy question, but I know it's one we've discussed before. And because a lot of people bring it up today, I wanted to give you the best chance to respond to that. Well, I'll answer that the way I've answered it before. Um, The vast majority of police officers are doing the job the right way for the right reasons. And they go out there, and and I I just want the masses in our society to understand and accept that. They they go out there, again, we're not drafted, but they go out there and they put themselves in harm's way so that you can sleep 
well at night knowing that you are protected. Sounds corny, but that is why we do this. And and so let, let's not conflate the issues with bad cops. There are bad people in all professions, but the vast majority of the men and women out there are doing their job the right way for the right reasons. And trust me, this has a ripple effect all across the country, no matter where it happens. Uh, there are people hurting all over America right now uh, whenever they see something like this. So it, it um, I, I, I just, again, want to extend my thoughts and prayers to the families to the Burnsville PD. You know, I started my career in Dakota County, so I worked very closely with yep. the Burnsville Police Department for 16 years, and I know a lot of those folks. And um, I just want them to know that uh, we, we got you. We got your back. Blair, your words are so important. We'll, we'll talk under better circumstances another time, but I, when this first happened and the initial shock wore out, I knew you were the first person I wanted to get on. So thank you so much. Be well, and we'll uh, talk soon. You as well, my friend. Thanks for having me once again. He is a good person, and it's a voice of experience. It's a voice that resonates with a lot of people. You don't have to agree with everything Blair says. Nobody is requiring you to do that. But we thought Blair would be a good person to talk to. You want to react to Blair. You want to react to this tragedy. What is making you the most angry? What is making you the most sad? How we can honor those involved in this. What we should do going forward. I want to give you an opportunity through texts and phone calls to react. This won't be the only time today. But this is a time where you will have a strong window to react to Blair and these awful circumstances which have taken the lives of three people and another officer shot. You know the number, but I'll repeat it again, 651-461-9226 here on CCO. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Let me make uh, one more comment, get to Dave, and then read a lot of your texts. 651-461-9226. In the house yesterday with the murder, that's who he is. Killed, Killed three, tried to kill a fourth. Seven children, ages 2 through 15, and a female. Their lives will continue, unlike a 27-year-old, a 27-year-old, and a 40-year-old. But I can't imagine the trauma, Dave, they witnessed. A 2-year-old is in there. A 15-year-old is in there. Seven children are in there. Who knows what was taking place before that? Who knows what has taken place before with this individual and to see that trauma and if the reports are correct that this person 
took his life? Where did he take his life? Did the kids see that also? Just another part of the story which should not be forgotten. What I mean, it's there's so much to add, Dave. Be as precise or as broad as you would like to be. You said it. So much of it is just unthinkable, unspeakable, and yet here we are having to think about it and and talk about it and (laughs) try to process all of what happened. And two things stuck out to me from uh, your conversation with Blair. Uh, Number one, early on when he just talked about the mindset of so many officers that take up the job and him saying it's not a profession, it's a calling. That it goes far beyond what most of us do every day, get up, hopefully go to some place we at least don't mind going to. Some are lucky enough to actually like going to work. Some don't get that opportunity, but for so many officers, it's a it's it's not a job. It's not a means to an end. It's not a way just to get money to make ends meet and to go you know live a happy life. It's I'm doing this job because I feel something in my heart, something in my soul that draws me to be the protector for my community. And to lose two of those officers, I have another one shot, and uh, to lose the medic as well is such a blow. Such a blow to Burnsville and and far beyond that. And as Blair talked about, just, you know, what this can do for, you know, recruitment. People seeing this and, you know, maybe who's somebody who does feel that calling Changing the mind, saying, "You know what? There's, there's, there's too much risk here, and you you hope that doesn't happen too much, but you can certainly understand that it does." And the second thing that hit me, uh, I didn't expect anger from Blair. I expected certainly sadness. I expected, you know, him to be just broken, as he said. Yeah. But the the anger caught me off off guard a little bit, and. To be where he was at uh, as a uh, as a chief in St. Cloud, an officer officer for so many years, you know he's he's that much more connected to just everyone in the profession than you or I or mo- most of us could be. But to feel that anger on on a day like today is it, it's understandable, but it's still it, it caught me off guard and uh, hit me in a way I wasn't expecting. Let's go to Nick, who's called in. Nick, you're on CCO. Chad, love your show. So, yeah, I'm sorry for what happened. Um, I liked Blair. I liked um, some of the guests they had on yesterday. Um, I am not a Trump supporter by any means, but I feel as if I actually agree with him that we should have background checks on gun owners, potential gun owners. Um. I'm not sure Donald Trump is the biggest one pushing background checks on guns. I I really don't want to turn this too political today, Nick. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, But Donald Trump spoke at the NRA recently and said, I did nothing about guns when I was president, and I will do nothing moving forward. We don't know how Mm. this person acquired his guns. I understand it's complicated because if you want to have a gun, if I want to have a gun, we should be allowed to. But the wrong people continue to have access to guns way too easy. I agree. I completely Nick, agree. Nick, thanks for the call. Call in again, okay? 651-461-9226. There are a lot of people very angry on the, t- uh, on the texting lines, and, and I get it. You're allowed to be. 
Burnsville cops should be thankful they're not in Hennepin County or Mary Moriarty would be charging them. Now, that's hyperbole and nonsense to the highest level. But this show and others, and I'll just speak for myself, I've been critical of Mary Moriarty on a number of cases where I feel like she's been well too soft. Wasn't a surprise, as we said before. She ran who she was. I'm not against every single sentence, but there have been some head-shaking matters involving Moriarty's staff and the decision which ends up with her, and I don't get it. To this level of a text, no, obviously not, but we get the point. Another text, I strongly believe that the only reason the governor and other elected officials and the media are paying so much attention to this case is because a paramedic was also killed. If it was just two police officers, it would not get this much press. Nobody would care about two police officers. I say this as a member of a law enforcement family. I couldn't disagree more, and I understand how it resonates very differently with you than me. I do not in any way want to diminish the paramedic who is dead. None. Matters every bit as much. But if we could change the scenario, if we change the scenario, most most importantly, all three would be with us. But if somehow the paramedic had lived this still would be the lead story in Minnesota. This would be the lead story in our show, and Adam and Jason and Tom, who was in for Vinny today, would have made the exact same decision. Do I agree with everything Governor Walls has offered up regarding policing? No, I don't. If you go back to this show, and we got the receipts on Twitter all over the place, when the Floyd, not the protests, because protesting is allowed, but when the Floyd rioting took place, I was crushing Tim Walls and Jacob Fry. That doesn't mean you can't evaluate what they've done after. But in those moments, they earned all of that criticism. And actually, I think Governor Walls ended up getting less than Fry, and Walls had so much more available to him. But the idea that someone who is a mayor or a governor, because you disagree with them politically, that they don't have empathy and compassion and care about the death of someone, we just don't agree. We just don't. This is a policy debate, which we can work into this today, but as far as decency, Scott Jensen is a decent person. Tim Walls, a decent person. People who have run against others are mainly decent individuals. You just you are allowed wholeheartedly to disagree with them. But to say they don't care, we just differ dramatically. Let's pause, come right back quick, and take more of your texts and calls. 651-461-9226. A couple more texts, and we'll get to uh, Jennifer and Kyle as we continue to talk about the tragedy in Burnsville. Three individuals dead. One other officer shot. Our politicians must bear part of the blame. They are broken records. Are the condolences, but will never do anything. Nothing. That would, Dave, you know that was the point I was making over and over again last week. Even if we can try something for a year, something. I'm not saying it's snap your fingers and it's this, but why can't we set a time limit and have some of the folks who are still left in the center? proudly center-right, 
proudly center-left and say, you know, I, I'm not convinced that's going to work, but we, have fa- we face such a daunting challenge. I'm willing, and I'm not talking breaking laws, I'm not talking draconian, some areas where people can say, you know, I differ, but I get some merit in that. That we can try a few things, but no, we don't. We never, we never do a damn thing, and it's it's our greatest failure. The amount of the amount of death that is created by evil, which compared to other Western civilized countries, as great as this country is in so many ways, we're awful in this way. Because we're so far ahead. Don't tell me that we are the only country with mental health challenges. We're not. And there's, and there's, and there's compassion for those who, who are facing it. But for some, either they're just vicious, evil, or their mental health is so uh, domineering that they don't know what they're doing. And we're not the only country facing mental health, but our numbers are stratospheric compared to other countries. One more text here. I'm a retired police officer on Discord, the texter, who said the media is only concerned because an EMT was killed. I vividly remember the media provided wall-to-wall coverage when two St. Paul officers were killed in 94. Yeah, I, I, I cannot tell you how strongly I pushed back. I have, have played whatever small part I can play, hosting the show. I have watched endless coverage, electronic and print, about other tragedies. Uh, involving officers, and it's never slight. It's never timid. It is extensive. You get to disagree policy-wise, but to say our state and the media in particular doesn't, uh, will not cover the death of officers, you're just wrong. You just are. Uh, Let's go to uh, Jennifer. Jennifer, you're on CCO. Hi, Chad. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to say three things. the other day on CARE 11, while this was happening, they had scrolling along the bottom that the governor of Louisiana has declared a state of emergency due to the extreme lack of police officers in the whole state. They can't find enough officers, and there's now a state of emergency in Louisiana because of it. Also, um, this whole thing kind of reminded me, um, uh, December 20th in Marshall, Minnesota, there was a beautiful uh, redhead woman uh, being stabbed to death in her bedroom by a man named Jamel Moore. And he was stabbing her to death, and one of the six children ran out into the street, and um, the marshal cop um, and told you know, the cop to go in there. And the cop screwed around with a taser for quite a while, trying to tase the man um, while he was stabbing this woman to death. And eventually, the police officer just had to shoot him and kill him. Now, to me, and then that woman died. That was uh, in Marshall, Minnesota, on December 20th. Uh, I believe that the police are afraid to shoot people even while they're stabbing women to death on the floor. And third, the person that did this is named Shannon Cortez Gooden, and he's identified on Alpha News, Minnesota, if you want to go to the website he, and see who he no, is. He, let, can I just chime in on that, and I'll let you keep going. They have, and so have others, and I think at times Alpha News, there are many times. I, I go to Alpha News every day. I, I would I, I'm not diminishing them. Would, would I like to see uh, some other reporting on it? Sure, but I'm not going to downplay that Alpha, an outlet that I look at every single day, has report, has reported the name. Is that it? Okay, maybe that that is it. Um, 
we'll see when other outlets reported if anything changes. But yes, Crime Watch has reported that. Alpha News has reported the name. Uh, one more from the individual who's a member of law enforcement family. Poll every law enforcement family. Ask them to call in. Do you feel that Governor Walls or other elected officials support law enforcement? 5% or less voted yes. It's not make-believe we believe this. On policy issues, you absolutely can have those differences. But to suggest that individuals you don't agree with don't care at all, um, you're wrong. Or I, 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 You're allowed to believe that, but they are decent individuals who just view it differently than you. We're, we're going to go just a, a smidge longer because Hauser's listening, and here's part of what Tom had to say. We don't report the name because the medical examiner has not confirmed it and released it. That's why we do that. It's no other reason than that. Okay, let's pause right here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 